All right. Welcome to Shellyville. My name is Justin Rutkowski. I am the executive producer of this show. I am joined here by Shelly Michelle Clear. Is- <laughs> call me right. No, yeah. I do like to be called. <laughs> there's very few people on this planet that call me Shelly. Have few. I have I had the honor of being in that category yet? You are in that okay. category for sure. Okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm one of the few people that can call you Shelly. So Absolutely, that's awesome. So we uh, we're gonna kick this episode off a little bit differently than you're used to hearing. Um, we had a great conversation last week, and it involved me just asking lots of questions and Shelly giving a lot of really good answers. So I'm gonna kind of lead into this. We have we're gonna piggyback on uh, something that we we touched on last week, but didn't develop as much as we would have liked. So, um, Jelly, take it away. Okay, this week, and welcome back, everybody. This week, I want to talk about narcissistic personality disorder. It seems to be a hot topic right now, and definitely something that's very popular. Everyone's kind of looking up what's narcissistic abuse, what does it mean to get um, with someone who's narcissistic, why is that such a hot topic right now, why is everyone talking about it? So I really wanted to just give the definition first of what it is. Remember, these are personality disorders these are mental health issues. They are not just your personality of being outgoing or um, a thinker or creative. Or These are really personality disorders that are impacting relationships. This is work-related as well as relationship-related. So it's kind of a big, broad view of the person. Um, a lot of the research comes back that most men suffer from narcissistic tendencies. Now, I know there's women out there that have narcissistic tendencies. I know that. But for the diagnosing in the book, it does say that there's more, this is more diagnosed in men. And what they're calling it is basically, it is a disregard for other people's emotions. So this is someone who has lack of empathy. They really don't care and they really don't have the depth of perception of how other people are thinking or feeling. So it really affects interpersonal relationships. These are people that need excessive amounts of self-validation. Like they're, they're looking for you to talk about them. They're looking for you to um, put them first. They're looking for that. They're not so much the ones that come in there and direct attention towards them, but they want it. They absolutely want it. They are seeking validation from other people. They're also the kind of people that have that entitlement, like, well, you deserve to do this for me. I did this for you, but you deserve to do that for me. They're kind of a really attitude with them and very arrogant, mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very arrogant. But what's so cool about narcissistic behaviors is that I think I'm a narcissist. I mean, when you think about it, if you're if you're confident and you want to go do something, you're going to promote yourself, right? But the difference is, is I have empathy and love for other people. A true narcissist person does not. So there's a big distinction in personality right there. So um, when we're talking about this disorder, it really is someone who truly goes out of their way to hurt you with the things they say based on their lack of caring for you. It's kind of smoke and mirrors. Like they're the kind, I'm like attracted to narcissistic people because they're they're entertaining. They're fun. They're beautiful people. They come in with so much confidence. But once you get to know them and realize that that is all a facade and there's nothing behind that, 
man, they are self-destructive people because they tear you down. And empathy people, people who have lots of empathy, are attracted to that kind of person because we love the charm that they provide. We think we're going to get something back from them, and then we, it almost beats us up. Like That's why there's so much, I think, uh, topic about this right now and why it's they call it narcissistic abuse because we're so attracted to it. So let me ask you this. Okay. With so it seems like there there can be a bit of a spectrum, right? Because oh. there's in the sports world you have a a big debate on there. There's there's a very uh, blurred line between cockiness and confidence. So yes. there's a like you know you can't be you can't be cocky without being confident, but you also when you're confident, a lot of times it come, can come across as cocky. So if you put it in the order of confidence, cocky, and then on the other end of the spectrum, it could be, almost be like nar- like narcissistic. Right. It's in um, that category for sure. Yeah. But the difference is you have the skill set to back that up. Someone who is an athlete, you can look at their stats and say, well, you know what? They've got the skills to back that up. A narcissist, once you really dig deep... They don't have the skills to back it up. Interesting. It's all talk. So there's a really, I mean, you almost have to be an investigator when you're dealing with someone who's narcissistic because they'll give you all these amazing stats that they're fantastic. But when you start peeling back the layers, you realize that that's false information. They've kind of over-exaggerated or they've made it sound better than it was. So there's (laughs) like, it's just, it's smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So how often would you do you find somebody coming into your office saying that I have an, I have narcissistic tendencies that are to the point where it's damaging my relationships because I feel like of all of the mental health things out there I feel like that's the like the last one that somebody is going to actually seek help for. Oh, you because, are so correct. Because the in the nature of its the nature of the disorder is that they they are so overconfident in themselves or just so oblivious to the opinions of others absolutely and so what happens is how i how i get my clients that are narcissistic that's through my couples therapy and usually their partner is bringing them in Mm -hmm. it's it's like a last resort to save the marriage type. oh absolutely Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things I wanted to get into today about the abuse that happens from a narcissistic point of view, because because this person doesn't have respect for you. They don't really see your emotions the way that you do. They don't want to see your emotions the way you do. They tend to really put you down. And this is like, I mean, these are the ways they do it. It's just through criticism, through jealousy, through sabotage. They're going to blame you. Things are your fault. It wasn't their fault. You didn't give me time to answer that. You know, they're they're just very aggressive Mm -hmm. in the communication style. So that client comes in because they are forced to. Mm-hmm. Not because they see a problem with them themselves, but sometimes I get lucky and they get enlightened and they do change and they do kind of see that, wow, this is, you know, I'm not really getting what I need in this relationship. But most often that partner's walking out the door. Mm-hmm. So from a therapeutic standpoint, like where, like where do you start? Somebody walks in, you can see it 
as 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 plain as the giant mole on their lip <laughs> how like how do you how do you start treatment well, first of all, most people come in because they're either depressed or have anxiety. So they're going to they're not going to say I have a personality problem. They're going to mm-hmm. like fix this problem I have. Sure. Okay, so why do you have anxiety? What is it that you're upset about? What are you excessively worrying about? Why do you feel bad right now? Once I figure that out and we can kind of work on the issue, personality is probably one of the third or fourth or fifth things that come up. Like that does not come up right away because people don't like, it's not my personality. I can't help I think this way. Mm-hmm. Like, why would, I'm not going to work on that. Yeah. But so really, it's so hard to diagnose. It's the it's not easy. I see it and I'm writing notes on my little piece of paper, but I am not telling the client that that's what I see until I built their trust up. Because remember, narcissistic people do not trust other people. Mm-hmm. So if I start giving him a hard time or really pointing this out and he's not in the space to hear me, then I don't want someone to be angry with me. I'm not in the space. This is a small room. I don't want anyone to get angry with me. I don't want anyone to attack me. I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking to poke the bear. So I'm not in a relationship with this person. So I don't have to be aggressive with them. It's actually, you almost have to be super soft. You have to super compliment them. You truly almost have to play their game back to them because <laughs> that's the only thing that they're you getting. You have to stroke the ego a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like imagine how much more awesome you would be if you could develop this other side of your personality. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or what would it be like if you could see things from your wife's point of view? Mm-hmm. Imagine how easy it would be if your wife wasn't mad at you every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what would your life look like? Mm-hmm. And so you try to kind of present it in a different way that that person can think differently. But man, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's very tough. And really, sometimes I think why we need to know about narcissistic people is that we can start to develop our own self-esteem. Because there are signs here that we should be looking for in people that, I don't want that. You know, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit about relationships last week and what people can tolerate. Man, narcissistic, they bring you in. Like, they're attractive. Like, you want to be with that person until you realize you're getting destroyed in the process. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. So let's say your narcissistic people, well, so this was an interesting thing that I came across uh, not too long ago. Um do you, do you think that nar- narcissistic people have trouble setting boundaries? They don't know what boundaries are. So for themselves, for their actions, they see no boundaries they don't whatsoever. Need okay. Why, why would I need boundaries when I'm perfect? Like you're <laughs> the one that's got the problem. I'm cool. Uh-huh. Like why do I need boundaries? Do I'm you good. find that narcissistic people can... Um, let's say it, somebody who's a narcissist beca- gets in a relationship with somebody who also has a strong personality. That's not going to last. Not going to last. No. It's going to flare out very oh, quickly. They're, well, they're either going to kill each other because I'm going to tell you right now, that's where all the fighting comes in. Mm-hmm. When you disagree with me, how dare you? Mm-hmm. So there's going to be arguments. There's going to be fighting. When you stand up to someone who has a very strong sense of self, you better have the, the skill set to back that up. But what happens is... When you're angry, you can't communicate Mm -hmm. and you're just using violence. And that's where the criticism, the name calling, the fighting. I mean, who would ever want to be in a relationship 
where you're fighting all the time. Mm -hmm. Like that just sounds disgusting to me. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in an Italian family where it sounded like our normal conversations were fighting, but we were loud, like we were passionate. We were we were violent sometimes. I wanted to be an adult and get as far away at that as I could. Mm -hmm. And so there's no way I find that attractive. So let's talk but, about the origins of it for a second. So do you think, is it more of a nurture thing or a nature thing? I think we're born with it. Okay. And I, I think that depending on childhood trauma and childhood attachment styles, like did we have, you know, criticism? Did we wake up with mom and dad? Did we have that kind of nurturing behavior? I definitely think that has an impact. But I also think why we consider this a mental illness is because somewhere along the line, the processing did not see the other side. Like, this is a this is probably someone that hated their parents. Mm -hmm. This is someone who, like, my mom and dad were stupid. Mm -hmm. They did a horrible job with me. They were never there, whatever reason. So this probably starts pretty young to have this developmental kind of looking at people that I'm better than everybody else. It could be just a, a defense mechanism, like, I got to survive this. Mm -hmm. So it can be a a nurture from the sense of it can be onset from your surroundings Correct. that you're, you're grown up in. So, yep. um, so almost can be developed as a defense mechanism for a low self image or low self esteem. It's all smoke and mirrors. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because the person wants to protect themselves. Remember our self defenses were designed to protect ourselves. What happened is this person has felt like in every situation, they can't trust anyone. I can only trust myself. I'm going to build myself up in such a way that no one's going to be able to penetrate my walls. And that's why the narcissistic person hurts so many people, because they pretend that they want to be in a relationship with you. They want to be with you. They want you. They want you, want you, want you. They want you because you're providing an image for them. Mm. They don't want to be alone. So it's a, it's a relationship by utility or friendship by utility. Mm -hmm. um, well, they need you. Mm -hmm. Yep. They, but they... but. They don't, though, at the same time. Because no. <laughs> well, they need you as long as you agree with them. As long as you, as long as you satisfy that utility at right. the time. Right. It's funny. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about this the other day, and just and and I and I didn't even think of it from like a narcissistic standpoint, um, but more so just like I'm a guy. Like emotions mm -hmm. aren't really my thing, and feelings and all that stuff, and. Like in high school and college and, and even somewhat still today is that friendships were almost exclusively based around utility mm -hmm. because, um, if, for instance, I had a friend of mine who um, we, we, were fr we, we became close friends for a period of time because he had a car. And I and I <laughs> you was, needed him, <laughs> and I didn't have a driver's license. Like I was fifteen, and so and he was lived relatively close to me, and so just from that we became friends. Mm -hmm. um, I had another friend who, uh, and the, the Cody, the guy that I was talking to, he he had a um, he 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 had a cool basement. He was an only child. His parents got him just about whatever he out. wanted. So he he had a fun place to hang out. So we hung out a lot, um, and and it's funny to see a friendship that was purely based on utility from high school, didn't really have a lot in common. 
and uh, like we didn't play the same sports or have the same hobbies or anything like that. What did you like talk that. about? What were some of the things? What were some of the dis- girls? <laughs> Oh, there's play, some- <laughs> playing video games like we did there were some commonalities and stuff like that I'm like but you're not gonna just hang out with a stranger because exactly. he has a cool basement exactly <laughs> i hope not no he was my age and we played a lot of video games and ate a lot of pizza and drank a lot of mountain dew in that basement so <laughs> i got you um, but but then on the flip side like as an adult there's also an element of friendship by utility because um you need to you're aware that the friendship has to have merit. Like mm-hmm. there are certain people that I hang out with once every six months. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that I hang out with once every two weeks because there needs to be some, you can't give and give and give and not, not receive anything in return. Absolutely. It's, so, it is a, it is definitely exchange in life, but the reality is saying that you don't have emotions. There's still a connection to that person. So we don't have to talk about, Oh, I'm happy or I'm sad, but you know someone's mood. Mm-hmm. You can you can feel someone's attention and energy towards you. So when you're not liked, that's something that comes up. Like mm-hmm. you're going to know, I'm not going to someone's basement if they're a jerk and they don't like me just because it's cool. There was something there. So there are emotions in our lives, even though we don't describe them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's somebody that I went to high school with that I, you know, it's funny that it triggered some thoughts because he was so cool to hang out with everybody everybody liked him mm-hmm. but man was he a dick and <laughs> so i so why did people like and him and i couldn't figure it out because he was he was pretty good at school he was really he was a really good athlete and i hung, i spent a lot of time with him did people just want to be famous because they were next to him i mean it kind of had that vibe almost so what was he giving people do you think i mean looking back now on what you know about being a narcissistic personality do you think this kid had that it's very possible it's very possible yeah but also like i i his parents went through a you know a nasty divorce when he was like 10 and um his mom remarried and there was uh, her her new husband um, and, and this guy didn't get along very well. So there was definitely some trauma at home mm-hmm. and it almost sounded like when he was not at home, everything else was put up as a, as kind of a, a shield is like, I, I, I go, I go home and it's hell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be out in public. I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that everybody knows that I'm okay. I'm the boss. I'm, I'm in charge. I, but knowing what was going on behind the scenes that, you know, you, you almost felt bad for him a little bit. <laughs> And there's the definition. Yep. And there's the definition. So. Because, I mean, that's just it. They, you, people who have empathy for other people, man, we get, we get run over by narcissistic mm-hmm. people because we want to we wanna see things from their point of view. I want to see things from your point of view. I want to think that you're a good guy. I want to believe that you're fun to hang out with and that you'd have my back if we were in a strange situation. But half the time they don't. Mm-hmm. And you're standing there like, what the hell happened? Where'd yeah. my friend go? Why am yeah. I, why am I doing this by myself? And you know what the crazy thing about him is, and I don't know if I'm if I'm gonna be able to put this part because I'm being kind of specific right now with this kid, but um, he's now he's married. He has three kids, mm-hmm. and f- it seems like at some point he made a conscious decision to say. How I grew up is not how my kids are go- going to grow up. And mm-hmm. he's doing a, from from what I can see, he's doing a great job. Right. And so, like, it's not that 
this is something that, you know, we're not talking about, you know, a terminal cancer patient where this ailment is going to This ailment can be changed. This, yes. It's, all, it's very hard. It's yeah. very hard to change a narcissistic personality, but you can change the circumstances of your life and you definitely do not have to relive your past. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important that you bring that up because... Who we are as children are not who we are or who we have to be as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I think taking that victim mentality and moving it towards our adulthood is what I think most therapists challenge against Mm -hmm. is that we're trying to break that. We're like, no, just because you've had a bad situation in your childhood doesn't mean you get to develop that or hurt that other people in your life now. So that's kind of the patterns we're trying to break. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's tough. Now that we're... um now that we're at a bit of a stopping point, just a reminder, if there are anybody that out there that has questions about um, any of the things that we're talking about, want to become a part of the conversation, or maybe even want to be a guest on the show, send an email to ShellyvillePod at gmail.com, and uh, Shelly or I will get back with you, and we'll either answer your question on the next show, we'll, we'll, we'll reach out to you schedule a time to connect or you know if you want to if you have something to add to the conversation we would love to have you and we Absolutely. have all of the technology to make that work whether it's a zoom or a phone call from you know if you live in California New Mexico East Coast West Coast doesn't matter we'll we'll get in touch with you so um, now switching gears you had mentioned that certain we, we talked a little bit about this briefly before the show but certain personality types can be um, a kind of an identifier, or maybe on the flip side, be misleading. Into well, there's 16 Meyer Briggs personalities, right? Mm. So there's a lot. Yep. But the reality is, what we're ta- a mental illness does not go after those. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. We're not looking at okay. If you if you are, I had to look it up because I always have to look at these. If you are an, an a sensing person, or you have one of your personalities is that you are focused one of these if you're a thinking person or perceiving or judging or feeling those are like all the titles for the personality types so it's idealistic guardian rational or artisan that's not what we're talking about with the mental health disorder those are completely different that's more of like how you live your life and i know that personality disorder and the narcissistic it falls into that but you can't say every artist is narcissistic or right. every, like, no, you, there's no parallel. Like, we will never put those pieces together because individuals have so much freedom of choice and everybody's story is different. I don't know how a narcissistic gets developed. I just know they do. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I mean, I'm looking at how to avoid a relationship with them. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that's the vo- that's the relationship you want to avoid the most. Those are the intense fighting. These are the people that make you, you walk away from the relationship thinking damage. You think there's something wrong with you. Like, I don't think people should go around hurting other people, not intentionally, not subconsciously, whatever. So that's the piece that I work as. We're trying to heal people enough so that you don't go hurt other people. But if you are in a relationship with someone, you have to look for these signs. You've got to look for lying or over the top, or if they're bombarding you with questions, or if they're leaving, like they won't leave you alone. They're very jealous if you're friends. They isolate you from your friends, or they say, you know what, you can only talk to your mom. I had a sister that her 
boyfriend only let her talk to family and didn't like any of her friends. And she isolated herself and withdrew from her friends. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. That is not if they take over control of your life, if they isolate you from your family or if they isolate you from your friends. Now, let me can can I interject there for a sec? Sure. Now, in a healthy relationship, I think it's also important for the significant other in certain circumstances to so for instance i in our, in my relationship i i don't think i'm a narcissist but i definitely lean more that way than the empathetic mm-hmm. route if 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 yep if, 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 <laughs> if em- empathy is the opposite of narcissistic i'm definitely on the op- on the narcissistic side okay Chloe, my wife is definitely on the empathetic side so right. she has the tendency to get walked over walked all over by people and she's gotten a lot better with this mm-hmm. this is something that she's done a lot of work on and she's um but you as an somebody who's empathetic you can have very real blind spots oh absolutely and so i think it's also healthy to because chloe has a group of friends that are incredible i i trust them to the moon and back and anytime chloe wants to spend time with those friends that's like it's no questions asked yes absolutely that whatever you want to do there are also a handful of friends that she has particularly co-workers Mm -hmm. that just negative, nasty personalities. <laughs> um, you know, just not the fun people. No, it's just not like <laughs> not the fun people. Not people you want to spend time with. And spending as much time as she does with them at work at the hospital is is enough. Right. right? So and you're so like, no, I don't need you to go. Don't go. There see have them. been there have been a handful of times where I have had conversations like, look, I'm not going to tell you you can't hang out with this person, but you need to do a deep dive and ask yourself, is this adding, is spending time with this person adding value to my life? Oh, I think everybody could ask that question. Yes. So everybody, yes, because I look at it from a sense of friendship by utility. Mm -hmm. What utility is this friendship providing? Or are you just being, or are you the utility for this person's friendship? I I don't know, but anyway. (laughs) Well, I, I think what you're saying is that there, that you're not telling your wife, no, you can't go do Correct. that. Here's the difference. <laughs> in a narcissistic relationship, you would be like, there's no way in hell you're going out with that person. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even give Chloe the option or the opportunity to make that decision for herself. You would take that away from them. That's the control piece. I see. So you might say you lean that, but you're not that guy. Mm-hmm. Because you still know that your wife has freedom of choice and you know that she's going to make those decisions. You're kind of questioning her on it and saying, like, is that really a wise decision? Mm -hmm. Like, you might have more fun over here with your other friends. Right. But you're kind of just pointing out that that's there. Controlling and being in an abusive situation would be you would stop that. You'd be like, no way are you going to go do that. Mm -hmm. And that's not who you are. Yeah, for sure. So there's a big difference because these sound really subtle and alike. But the narcissistic takes it too far. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you care about me. It sounds like you're jealous. But man, now you really got me questioning my point of view. You got me thinking I'm not a good person. You're taking away all these people in my life that I used to count on be- before you were in it. You've taken away all the people I had fun with. Like that is so different from what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So the controlling piece in a narcissistic relationship is very starts out very subtle like that. But then it. You're just slowly making your 
partner feel like they can't make decisions for themselves. Like, oh, like that's a horrible decision. Like you can't do that. Don't do that. That's not good. So if let's say you have somebody who you've identified as narcissistic. They're sitting in your office and they've identified to you that they actually do recognize that there's a problem mm-hmm. and they want to make a change. What's what's the what's the advice that you give them? Mm, depends on what kind of change they want to make. Do you want to improve the quality of relationships? Do you want to learn how to see things from other people's point of view? Do you want to be less controlling and more confident? Because remember, I think at the I think at the core of a narcissistic person is fear. Mm-hmm. Fear of not being good enough. If I can pull off a couple layers and find out what that true fear is, I could probably direct someone into feeling better about themselves, having a little bit more confidence with themselves, not always having to be right, trying to see things from other people's point of view. But that is going to take a long time, and that takes a lot of trust. That's not something that I'm just going to say, let's do this, and you have to do that. Like Therapy is so unique in that way because I don't give advice. I give suggestions and ways to do things. But when my clients leave, they're completely 100% on their own, and they can do whatever and, and act any way they want and feel any way they want, and that's their business. So they can tell me they want to change and I can give them some suggestions on how to do it. But I think something like that, that takes a couple years. Those are the clients that you're probably going to have for a couple years. Mm-hmm. It's a long developmental change that you have to get to build that trust. Um, so really, I mean, I just think peace. My whole my whole thing about life and why I want to do Shellyville and how I live my life is to be at a sense of peace to be comfortable with myself, to be comfortable with the people in my life, to love the people in my life, to truly have people in my life that are kind and generous and considerate and and just overall nice. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm looking for. Can, if you're narcissistic, can you still be a nice person? Like, can you still be nice even though you feel like you're better than everybody else? And the problem, the answer is probably yes. Because in today's society, you've got to learn to play that game. That's a society rule. And you know the people that are playing by the rules and you know the people that aren't playing by the rules. Do you think our society as a, or our culture as a whole um, drives more and more people to act like this? Oh, absolutely. We're, yeah, because money. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think a lot of times we blame successful people as being narcissistic. Well, why does confidence and narcissistic go together? What what do they have in common? You know, when at all cost. And business people, you can't have emotions. So it's like we're getting softer. I think we're allowing more people to have a softer sense of, like you said, getting in touch with the emotions, but. I still think business is going to be run very unemotional because in our emotional states, we're not always thinking logically. So as long as we're in the United States, I think we can't really look at our government as logical, but that is that was the premise that there was going to be some logic there. There was going to be some rules. We were going to kind of follow along. We all were going to kind of like do our thing and not hurt anybody and get along and 
Oh, that's in Shellyville. That's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love Shellyville because yep. that's the world I want to live in, man. Let's all be happy. You be you, I'll be me. Let's all just not hurt each other. Absolutely. What else do you have? That was it. Okay. Did we hit everything? I think we did. As long as we can understand that this is something that is very serious, it's very real, and it's very hard to get away from. So I do want people to see the signs, and I do want people to seek help. You don't need to be in a relationship with someone that makes you feel bad as a human being. We suffer enough with low self-esteem. I don't need the help of that from anyone else in my relationship. So try to, I mean, that's kind of really what I want. And why I wanted to go over personalities and why this has been so interesting to me because it's really opened up a whole nother area of thought for me of what's healthy and what's unhealthy and what's abusive. And uh, seek, seek therapy for that. If you really feel like you don't are in a safe relationship, please seek out help for that. Because there are people out there that can help you get to a place where it's safe to walk away and say, I deserve better. Well, we'll end on that note. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, We would like to invite you to subscribe uh, to this channel on Spotify, Apple, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, Also, to see back catalog episodes, you can also check us out at YouTube. Uh, Those are posted on the Rickowski Podcast Network um, YouTube page as well. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Have a great night.